0: Welcome back to another episode of the Carefree Black Girl Diaries, where we discuss various topics like pop culture, news, politics, and more. I am the host of this podcast, Shakira White, and thank you for tuning in. If you just happened to stumble upon this podcast, welcome to our carefree family. And if you're returning, hey girl, hey, or hey boy, hey, because we appreciate you all stopping by as well. And I really hope that you stick around to the end of this episode. First, I do want to let you all know some exciting news. Drumroll, please. We have an Instagram now and it's lit. If I do say so myself, you can follow us at CarefreeBlackGirlDiaries on Instagram and see where we hang out when we aren't on the air and having new episodes. It's full of templates you can play with and post on your Instagram story and feedback that you all give us. And it also has a beautiful feed, beautiful pictures. And it's just an amazing account, if I can be completely honest. And we also have a Black Girl Bingo, and it is everything. So make sure you stop by there and follow us to stay updated on new episodes and more. And that is my plug for the account. So now we can move on to more pressing matters, okay? I really hope that we've been covering some ground for the past few weeks. We talked about... Fear and Comfort Zones, and in the episodes, yeah, that was the episodes before last, and in the last episode, we talked about how social media flexing goes wrong, and also what you can do if you're ever confronted by a racist, and you feel threatened, so all of that was in the last episode, and if you haven't caught those episodes, be sure to give those a listen after this one is over, because this one is one that you really don't want to miss, or I don't want you to miss, I'll just keep it G. Now, I do want to say that you should know I read every tweet, every DM, every Instagram story that you all send me as it relates to the podcast, because I want to know what you all think about what you hear and what resonates with you the most. Um, All of that really helps me get a feel for what you might be struggling with. If there's anything I can say that might be helpful to you, I try to touch on it a little bit. So with the last episodes, there was a common theme I noticed. Um... And that was how many of you said that part one and part two from fear and comfort zones, it helped to confirm or reiterate what you already knew about procrastination. Or you could say that procrastination is something that you struggle with and you're fighting every day to overcome. That was what I got from a lot of you. And really, what's the point of being able to work outside of your comfort zone and step outside of fear if you're still procrastinating day in and day out when it comes to going for what you want, and trying to chase your dreams. Therefore, it was only right that today's episode be catered to one of our main deterrents of success, and that is the big P, the real master P, and that is procrastination, okay? By now, you all know that I am Big, big, big on definitions just because sometimes we think we really know what something is, but the definition may give us new insight as to what something really, really is at its core. So, as usual, I cracked open the handy dandy dictionary app because, I mean, who has physical dictionaries anymore Low-key, I I still have a physical dictionary, but we aren't going to go there. So I'm going to read you what the definition of procrastination was in both Merriam-Webster and Dictionary.com. First, Merriam-Webster says, Procrastination is to put off intentionally the doing of something that should be done. Now, that is the definition from Merriam-Webster, and if we head over to dictionary.com, it says that procrastination is the act or habit of putting off or delaying, especially something requiring immediate attention. Hmm, and I'll read that for you again, but focusing on the dictionary.com definition because it has some gems in there that I really want you all to catch, and it says the act or habit of putting off or delaying, especially something requiring immediate attention. One word I do want you all to keep in mind from that definition is habit, because we'll come back to that later on. So make sure that you put a pin there. Now, I'm going to keep it so real with you. I'm not going to sit here and act like procrastination isn't something that I fight with every day. I'd be a hypocrite if I sat here for the next 20 to 30 minutes telling you how you need to do better with planning and just knock your to-do list out like it's the easiest thing in the world because I fight with it just like I said and I can't tell you that because I don't have it all figured out just yet but I do believe that we can figure this thing out together to work on becoming more efficient and comfortable in the process of growth. Now, you all also know that I believe in giving you my stories, so you know that I've been there, too. So, I guess I can start with telling you how procrastination was my best friend in college at FAMU, okay? I will get an assignment on the syllabus in January, okay? So, that's spring semester, And be reminded of the same assignment four times in a month span by the professor and class group means and people saying, have you started that assignment Yeah, Y'all know how it is. Like when you're waiting for a class to start and it's always that one like overachiever that's asking, has anyone started? And everybody's like, no. Yeah, that's what I mean. So I would have adequate time to start this assignment. I know about it months in advance, but I would still wait until 10 p.m. on the night that is due at 11.59 on Blackboard to sit down and even begin to type the assignment out. This is not turning the assignment in at 10. This is me starting the assignment at 10 p.m. and giving myself Not even two hours because it closes at 11.59. So giving myself, what, an hour and 59 minutes to turn an assignment in that I've known about way in advance. And that was undergrad, but the same spirit of procrastination followed me to grad school which I'm still in. So that just shows you how I'm still fighting procrastination to this day. So last summer, I started taking my first semester of grad school classes, and I had one class that was online, and it was named the Diffusion of Innovations. And that sounds way more technical than the class actually was. The class was actually about how new technologies and ideas spread across locations with time. Um, But I don't want to bore you with that and its technicalities. It's about that class. So in the class... I had all summer to work on a final paper because the professor told us about it on the first day of class. As I said, it was online. And I waited until the night the paper was due to sit down and actually give it my attention. Now, this class lasted, I want to say it lasted from maybe May to July because it was a full summer. So, I had all summer to do this paper started or something, but I waited until one night... And I'm dressed, right? And I'm ready to go to the club because my friends were at my house. It was graduation weekend and there was a party that night. So imagine me sitting in a chair, laptop on my lap, my face is beat. I have a dress on, but I am stressed out about something. It was completely my fault because I waited until that night to wrap the paper up and turn it in so I could go out. So talk about priorities. So messed up. But anyway, I ended up getting a high B on the paper and a B in the class. But imagine if I actually given the paper the amount of time and effort that I could have. So keeping that in mind, how many times have you said or have you heard someone say, I do my best work when it's the last minute or I write better under pressure? Hmm? I know you've said it so many times, you probably convinced yourself that those statements were true. And I know that because I say the same thing. I say the same thing and then I look back on that work that I had to do weeks later and I think this is so trash. Like, Why did I write this? It doesn't make any sense. What was I even trying to say in this sentence? You look back and see the smallest mistakes and you're instantly disappointed because you know it's something that you shouldn't have missed. And before you think, well, I'm not in school, so hold your horses, sis. Come back in here because this is for you too. This goes for things outside of school as well. We procrastinate at work. We procrastinate on internships, at home, in organizations. And most importantly to me, in our future goals and aspirations, we procrastinate with almost everything, everything except things that bring us instant joy. It's always like, oh, I've waited until I can't put this thing off anymore. So let me get it out of the way real quick. I was sure there had to be a well-researched science behind procrastination. So, of course, I looked it up for you all myself because I low-key love to know, like, the scientific reasonings behind human behavior And you will feel better to know that there is a reason we do this. And I'm going to tell you what I found and also give you some tips following that to combat Master P procrastination. So here's what I found. Tim Herrera wrote an article for the New York Times entitled, Why Your Brain Tricks You Into Doing Less Important Tasks. And I found this article last week when I was at work. Um, I subscribe to their section. It's called Smarter Living. So I get like their articles that come to my email address. So if you really like um, stuff like that, you should go and sign up for it. It's free, of course. So that was one of the articles in the New York Times. Again, it was titled, Why Your Brain Tricks You Into Doing Less Important Tasks. And that's exactly how procrastination works. We have this thing that we really need to do, but somehow we end up doing something smaller that really could have waited, but we tell ourselves like, oh, this won't take that long. Let me knock this out, and then that'll be one less thing I have to do. That should sound familiar. After you do that task, now you're rewarding yourself with what ends up being two hours scrolling on Instagram or Twitter or Snapchat. And fun fact about scrolling on social media, I went to a workshop at a huge PR firm in New York in May. And do you know that the average person scrolls the length of the Statue of Liberty in one day on their phone? The more you know, let's do better, people. Anyway that major thing you need to get done ends up being put off for the next day and next day and the next day and you catch my drift from there and this is all due to what is called the urgency effect and what scientists have found is that this effect proves that we are more likely to prioritize unimportant tasks when there is a sense of urgency or when we don't have much more time to complete them aka we can't put it off any longer so it needs to get done so think about it as when you need to buy a plane ticket or a bus ticket or something and it's only urgent now because you can't put it off any longer like the trip is in two weeks or three weeks even though you've known about this trip for months now that is kind of how the urgency effect works and on the other side of that, we give less priority to important things that don't have a set completion date. So think about it as the article you really want to write or that song you really want to record, that video you want to make, or that script that you want to write. You know that whatever it is, is going to help you in your future. It may be adding new content to your portfolio or helping you just perfect your craft a little bit more, but it doesn't have a set day and time that it needs to be done. So you put it off, and you put it off, and that's how the urgency effect works. And there's a quote from the article that I found very interesting, and it says important tasks are more difficult and further away from goal completion. Urgent tasks involve more immediate and certain payoffs, or people want to finish the urgent tasks first and then work on important tasks later. So congrats, there is a science behind this and you aren't alone, but how do we break this cycle of procrastination? And I'm glad you asked because that's why I am here. I made some tips on battling procrastination so we can fight off the stress that comes with it and stop telling ourselves that lie that we can do our best work when we're under pressure because the devil is a lie and we need to end that lie right there. Okay. so first step, remember Earlier when I said we procrastinate with just about everything except things that bring us joy. I said that on purpose. So the first tip is to find small joys in things that you need to get done. Even those things that you dread doing. Maybe the task itself isn't bringing you joy. But rewarding yourself after completing the task could bring you that joy that you might be missing. So for example, I really hate deep cleaning my room. I loathe it. Taking everything off the floor, sweeping and mopping, taking out clothes you don't want to wear anymore, donating it, all of that and just the thought of it makes me tired. But if I make a promise to myself and say that, okay, after I finish this, I can binge watch Handmaid's Tale as much as I want, I've then given myself a reward to look forward to after completing the task. But the key to this one is to be disciplined enough to keep your word and not kind of start cleaning, but start watching the show anyway. Now you can't finish cleaning because I'm mad at whatever Serena is doing to offer it. So find joy in the task. And if you can't find joy in it, create a reward for yourself yourself. Only after you're done with what you're supposed to do. And step two in fighting procrastination is break the habits. Recall earlier that in the dictionary.com definition of procrastination, it was the act or habit of putting off or delaying something. So sometimes procrastination is just that it's a habit. It's a common theory that it takes 21 days. I'm sure that you all have seen the books like 21 days to break a habit or something like that. Um, Some people say a month and I can't confirm or deny that because I've never tried it. But I do know that we can make new habits to break old habits. There is a quote and it says it's easier to start doing something new than to stop doing something habitual without a replacement behavior. So in other words, don't go cold turkey instead of starting today and saying I'm going to stop procrastinating and do everything I've got on my goal list right now. We aren't going to do that. That is unrealistic. So instead, each day when you feel yourself about to slip into procrastinating on something and you might say, oh, it can wait until tomorrow or I can wait until next week to get that done or to start that project. Counter that voice with, yeah, it could wait until tomorrow, but I can do a little piece today. So maybe you have a concept for something that you've been thinking about for months now, but you haven't done anything with it yet. Write down the concept, get it out of your head and make it tangible. It really does help and it makes a world of difference to see something on paper as opposed to having thoughts just like circle around your mind because you can easily forget them no matter when you thought about them. So then maybe the next day that you've written this thing out and you can see it, You can list one thing that you need for this project or a task that you need to have done for this project. So each day do something small as it relates to whatever it is that you need to do. So counter that bad voice. Hopefully you catch my drift with this. So step two is break the habit by starting small and create new habits that counter old bad ones. Step three in overcoming procrastination and this is my personal favorite and that is imagine yourself where you want to be so a few weeks ago i was scrolling through instagram it was some award show night right like i can't i can't remember what award show was Um, But I follow a lot of celebrities and I remember scrolling through Instagram and I'm looking at all of the pictures of them, like having a time of their lives. At least it seems like, you know, from the outside looking in and I'm getting upset and not at them. But I was getting upset at myself because I was thinking, man, I know this is where I'm supposed to be, but I haven't been putting in the work. So the next day I'm like, I'm going to start right now and do everything I need to do because I know I can. And can you guess how long that lasted? Not very long. Um, When the old folks say out of sight, out of mind, that is real. And I understand that more as I get older. Um, When I saw all of that that night, it gave rise to those goals that I've always had. But once that night passed and I didn't see those pictures on my timeline anymore, it was all forgotten. So create something that you can look at every day, whether it's on a Pinterest board or my personal favorite is a collage of things that you want to accomplish and set it as your home screen on your phone so you can see it every day because we always have our phones on us. And whenever you go to do something on your phone, of course, you're going to see the collage as your lock screen or your home screen or whatever you save it as. And I did this last year. I made a collage, and it included a picture of the number 10,000. It had a picture of FSU's mascot, and it had a car that I want to own and money. It was like a bag of money, so I made all four of those pictures um, as a collage, and I set it as my lock screen, and I kept it there until I had accomplished at least two of the things on that collage. So, no, I haven't been able to buy the car, but I have gotten more money from working and saving and scholarships and things like that, and I got into graduate school at FSU because that was what the FSU mascot was signifying because I was in that transition from undergrad to looking at graduate programs, and that was something that I really wanted to um, accomplish. So, I got into that, and then the 10,000 represented YouTube because I wanted 10,000 subscribers, and I hit that mark. So being able to see those things just reminded me it kept it in focus for me to be able to remember those things every day all day so I remember what I'm working towards so step three is to imagine where you want yourself to be and if you can put it where you can see it actually I'm not going to say if you can because I know you can if you're working in a cubicle you can print a picture out pin it up so you can see We all have phones, you're listening to me on the phone, set it as your lock screen or your home screen or something so you can see it, Um, pin it above your bed, Um, have it in your car, in your wallet, whatever it is that you need to do so you can see it and you can be reminded of it, do that thing. And the last step, step four in combating and defeating procrastination is don't beat yourself up about it do small things every day to get where you need to be but if you slip up sometimes that is okay just don't stay there Um, I try my hardest my very hardest not to compare myself to others and their accomplishments just because we're all running our own races what's yours is yours and what's mine is mine and it'll always be that way so I always keep that in mind And it doesn't matter that you see someone younger than you or someone you went to college with doing quote unquote better, strong air quotes here, better than you are. You're running your own race and you'll lose every time if you use your days to compare yourself with what other people want you to see. Focus on you and give yourself praise when you accomplish something, no matter how small you feel like it is. Every win is a win and we should treat it as such. And on the flip side of that, give yourself compassion if you haven't accomplished something just yet. And I'm being very particular when I say just yet, because just because you don't have it now doesn't mean it isn't in the future. Maybe it's not meant for you to have it just now. Maybe you'll mess it up. If it was placed in your hands right now, I know there's a lot of things that if I had it right now or if I had it three years ago, I would have surely screwed it up. I know for a fact. So be patient with yourself, have compassion and keep in mind and be. hmm. What's the word I'm looking for? Be content with knowing that even though you don't have it now, it can definitely and for sure, for sure be in your immediate future. So be easy breezy. You are delicate. We are delicate individuals and human beings. So don't be so hard on yourself. And that is step number four. I actually have more tips, but I don't want this to be like super long and drawn out and I don't want to lose you all. So maybe we'll put the rest of the tips over on our Instagram. So don't forget to follow us over there and join the Carefree Instagram family. And again, that at, is at CarefreeBlackGirlDiaries. And yeah, I'll be sure to have those tips up for you all to catch later so all of the ones that were here and then the ones that i have left over they will be over on the instagram so you all can check them out and i hope that this was helpful um in helping you to see procrastination a little differently so you can kind of adjust um your relationship with procrastination and see it through clearer lenses i guess i'll say so i do thank you all In tuning in always I'm always so thankful that you all stopped by we always love to hear what you all have to say so send us a dm send us a tweet let us know what resonated with you the most and as always stay black and carefree and we'll talk to you next time in the next episode of the carefree black girl diaries bye guys